Welcome to Pitch Talks. All right, bro. So let's get into it, bro. So, yo, just some greetings, bro. Like, yo, what's good with you, bro? How's life, man? Uh, blessed and highly favored, bro. That's going to be my answer every single time, man. No matter what's going on, I'm blessed and highly favored. Still eating, still working, still having the free time to watch soccer or football, whatever you want to call it on the weekends, man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Can't complain. What about you? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Special this weekend, nothing happened. You said nothing special this weekend, nothing happening? Nothing happening, special. Uh, Let's give some people some insight. Did I did I miss something? No, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, right? uh, man, with the way right. you say that, you think I, I think I'm no, missing no, something. No, no, you're missing nothing. You're okay. Missing. Hey, for me, <laughs> life, is, life is, you know, I can't complain. Like, life is getting better. Um, there's plenty of opportunities popping up. I can't get into detail, like I said last year, last week. Um, uh, you know, things are things are lining up the way they're supposed to. Me and pro- me and you probably have this conversation off, you know, the recording about it. But you know, everything happens for a reason, and you know, you can't be upset about the way things like certain things happen in life. It's God's got a bigger plan. Yeah, man. especially if you're a believer, you can't you can't really yeah. be too upset about it. Can't get you're too. We're not both believers, so God <laughs> got a better better plan, and we have situations in our life that things have panned out to have the reason why we believe the way we believe. And mm-hmm. just, I'll just put it like that: you know, things happen the way they're supposed to happen, and you, know, you could be down at times. And I struggle with mental health and all that type of crazy crap. But man. Life, life, life. I can't complain, man. Things are shaped up the way it's supposed to shape up, and I'm, I, I'm truly, truly blessed. And uh, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and complain because obviously, I'm lucky to be here, just like everybody else. So Great. let's get to this first game, man. So Everton versus Watford. So this is four versus nine, seventeen. Um. Um, the weather is great, and I'll just say this now for all the games. The weather was great through all the games, so the weather was not an impact in the, on any of these games. Um, first notes for uh, Richarlison is back, man, and available. <laughs> but you know, you know, to our you know, we felt bad about this. Yeah, he's not starting, and Rondon is starting, and it's disappointing. It was frustrating um, as a fan of just the, the league to see that that dude playing over Richarlison. But we both know that most of the teams, when the guy's coming off an injury, and this is a common thing in the Premier League, when the guy's coming off injury, they just want to rest them and use them as a sub before they play him full the time for full game speed. Yep, yep, 100% agree. Um, I've been talking about Richarlison, I think the last couple episodes in Calvert-Lewin, how Everton's like really missing them because they are – they're great players and they're their biggest attacking threats. And uh, without them, they're really not the same team. But I kind of understand it. Like in the NBA, you come back and you wouldn't play the full game coming off of an injury. You know, you'd be taken out and you don't really have that option as uh, you do in soccer. Because once you get subbed on, I mean, subbed off, you can't really go back on. So you can't just go on and off. And it's a different approach because, you know, in the NBA, we don't actually see a whole lot of guys. If they're healthy, they're not starting. If you're healthy, you're playing in the mm-hmm. NBA. So 
so it's soccer it's a lot different because you can't sub off and sub on like the way you can you only get like three subs to get three subs Premier League like you yeah. don't get to be able to and then if and if you come off you can't come back on so it's a it's a lot different in Premier League you gotta it's a strategy standpoint and I understand if if one of your better players is coming off an injury you want to have them at the end of the game that way you can influence the way that the outcome happens yeah so yeah definitely big time strategy concept. I understand the concept behind that. But it really affects the way these games, you know, play out. But this game, this game started out with some, a little bit of fireworks. So Gray makes a great run and move it and across it to, to Davies, and there's a score to two minute mark. Two minute mark, and this really, this really pops off. Everton doing the thing. Yep, yep, definitely. They they got a bunch of early early pressure. Early is in two minutes and. Our boy, Damari Gray. Love Damari Gray, man. You you called this a couple weeks ago, and I knew he was playing well, but you called it a couple weeks ago. You said dude's going to be a star, and I was like, I can't argue with you. He looks he looks great, and Tom Davies just kind of taking his opportunity with DeCorey being out, which is a huge miss, and we can talk about that a little longer, a little later, but um, DeCorey's out. Davies comes in and gets a goal. So, I mean, it's it's good for him. It's good for him to see the ball go in the goal, knowing he's normally a substitute player. Like, it's good for him, and it's good for Damari Gray to get a goal contribution in to help early, out because he's been playing great. And my early player comparison is Jordan Clarkson. The way Gray floats, <laughs> right? the way he floats, he just he's a different type of athlete. Man. Like He might not be the best skilled type of player. He, uh, obviously, he's skilled, but – he, because he's such a great athlete, he can make things happen in space and in, in, even in traffic. He can, he can make things happen, and, and that's why the whole thing happened there in that, in that, on that play. Um, also, Gordon uh, sets up great for the nice in, – in the first the first goal, great pace on the ball. Um, the, there was one thing that happened interesting to me was, a, was the 4-1, 4-1 – formation for Watford explain to me how that works I don't really understand that formation what, what what's going on there um okay so 4141 sounds like you got kind of like a CDM that's kind of covering your back four and trying to help you keep the ball um and then you have four technically midfielders two wide ones that usually are more attacking and then the Two midfielders on the inside are usually more for defending. Um, and then you have your lone striker. Uh, so Ranieri, who is Watford's coach now, he actually used to coach Leicester. And the way his team's normally set up um, is they, they play counterattack. Like if you've been watching the Premier League for a while, like you'll know that Leicester was like a deadly counterattacking team. And they use that kind of style to win the whole Premier League. So it's like, it's an effective style. Drew doesn't like it because people play it against Man City, but it's an effective style. And you saw how effective it was this game because Wadford won the ball back a couple times. They got out on the break and they found Everton all out of position and they capitalized on it basically. So the, uh, there's also a great set piece by Wofford at the 12-minute mark. Um, mm-hmm. Josh King scores uh, just on a great reaction. Um, yeah. This yeah. is a former player by Everton. You, you talked <laughs> about how he got a little bit of revenge on that. So A lot of bit of revenge. Love it. Love it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, 
corners corners are those things in soccer that is just odd like it's a it's an opportunity to score it's not a high percentage chance to score but it's an opportunity to score so defensively like one you got to try to not give up corners and two you got to have a consistent way to defend them because it's a good chance to score like you got all these players in the box and you just kick the ball in the box like somebody can get a chance and Wofford took advantage good stuff get right back into the game (laughs) yeah so we get so basically right then to get the game is even and um things start to tail off we see at the the end of the first half uh both teams are struggling to make like real chances happen but it's Mm -hmm. an excellent back and forth game um this is one of the better games of the weekend yeah right in the second half everton starts to take control of, of the ball and and there's a lot of bad passes that's being made by both teams. But um, there's a the brilliant run on the left side at the 58-minute mark, and, but the shot is blocked by Pickford. A brilliant save. Pickford, again, having a great season. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy. I don't want to uh, – I guess I, I will ruin it by giving you the score. It ended 5-2, and we're going to get there, but – it's crazy to say that a goalkeeper had a good game and he still gave up five goals. Like that was my takeaway from this game because if Pickford didn't have such a good game, Wofford might've scored eight this game because they had the chances to score a lot of goals. Like they had plenty of chances. So shout out to Pickford for keeping this at five to two. <laughs> yeah, he's an excellent goalkeeper and yeah. Yeah. Can't take nothing away from him. He he plays really well. He's pretty. He's been pretty consistent this year, and that's not always yeah. the thing with him. But he's been, yeah. he's really consistent this year. But you know, so at the 60 minute mark, Richarlison finally comes in. It's an interesting sub. We thought it was going to be from Ron Dunn, but it wasn't. Uh, he's in for Gordon at the 60 minute mark, and then three minutes later, he makes a brilliant header. I mean, I don't the way to describe it. All, it's like, man, a diving header. Yeah, I want to. I want to shout out to uh, Michael Keane because he's, yep. he's he's actually been. Uh, I had to rewatch the highlight and realize that he made that assist too. But he's actually been so good defensively. Um, ignore this game where they gave up five goals, but if you watch all the other games, like he's been he's been solid at the back and in. In this game, he gets the assist too. So, solid game for him. It's it's just crazy because I've been I don't know. You would think I'm an Everton fan, but I've liked the way they've been playing, and to be able to stay in games and win a couple games without your best strikers, like it's it's impressive. And this is off night, off night. That's all I can say. <laughs> like so, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> and it's only off night because around the 76 minute mark, Greg gets taken out, and it's because he suffered an injury and mm. they wanted to take him out, and then all mm. all goes to hell, man. Like it's, uh, <laughs> the whole game, they was up, they was feeling good, they was about to celebrate, and then there's a goal at 78 minute mark and there's a goal at 80 minute mark and 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 the waffle just takes over. So go talk to me about the momentum and how, how quickly that that the game shifted. Yeah, uh, this is this is one of those things like uh, the way Watford and the way Ranieri sets his team up is uh, they really try to beat you on counterattacks and. I don't know if it was a giveaway or just bad positioning for Everton, but they they gave up some goals on counters and 
that's how Watford set their team up. And I was surprised to see that it actually wasn't Sar that was killing them on the counters, you know? Like, there was players like Dennis and Hernandez didn't have the best game, but he had a better game, and he picked up some good positions for them. Um, but I think ultimately it was just Josh King, and he had a hat trick. I think we spoke about uh, Firmino having a hat trick and really not doing a whole lot. But I feel like Josh King pretty much earned all of his goals, like good dribbling, good positioning. But anyway, so man of the match for me is Josh King because it wasn't it wasn't tapping goals for him. Like the first one, just good positioning, and he was aware and able to finish. Uh, I think the last one he scored – like you could just tell he was oozing confidence because he basically faked the shot. Oh, you put, put him on some the play, ground. Put yeah, some, yeah, put, yeah. put some people down. You would think he was solid out there. Yeah, yeah. And scored that last goal. And then the one, and then the one before that, like it still took like some control and a good finish to score that goal too. So I'm like, those are th- those are three solid goals. Like not happens like Bobby just getting on the end of stuff. Even though I love Bobby, like Josh King. Josh King did his thing in his revenge game. That's what we're going to call this, a revenge game. He did his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everton, Everton literally picked up Ron Dodd and let Josh King go. Like, they should be ashamed of themselves for that. They should. <laughs> yeah, and I agree on player of the game or man of the match, but yep. at the same time, I still think Everton's a better team than them. This is just one of those Agreed. things Agreed. And, you know, Wofford had they, – they made – they made things happen. Um, this was rare because this was one of the things like they're on the road. And yeah, they, still, man. they get the momentum and they still blow you out. It's just it was just a weird game. But you know, like in the Premier League, anything can happen because it's just too much talent that you can't just t- take nights off. And if you and from a formation standpoint, they were out of position too many times and they capitalized. Watford capitalized. They embarrassed them in the second, in the second half of this game. It was yeah, kind of hard to watch. I, I think. Uh... I think Rafa's got to – Everton's coach, Rafa, I think he's just got to get used to playing with his good players once they get back because I think he just didn't – like because the sub, like Richarlison for um, Gordon, like to me I just think it was the wrong sub. Like take right, Ron yeah. Dunn off. Take yes. Ron Dunn off. Richarlison's going to do way more work than he does defensively and keep your formation because you're playing fine. You know, you just got Ronda, so he ain't scoring no goals. So I think, I think that's what he'll regret more than anything from this game is just, just his substitutions. Like right. Yeah, it wasn't, hurt. it wasn't an injury type of sub type of thing. Yeah, no and he's and he's a young and he's a young player too. So it's like, keep him on, man. He got fresh legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so let's move on to your boys, man. This was a. <laughs> Yeah, we. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I could spend all day because it's Chelsea, but I don't want to spend too much time on this. Like, don't waste your time watching it. Um, I'm just say, Nor Norwich was just. They just were not very good, man. It's as simple as that. Like they, they just didn't look good. I think they looked worse than how good we look because we don't score. You know us. We don't score that many goals. Like we try to get one or two goals, and then we just try to lock up, basically. So the fact that we scored this many goals, like you just know their team just isn't Premier League ready. And they are 
Say what? Yeah, they're going to get relegated for sure. Yeah, there's no shot. There's no shot that they turn this around. Like, even if they make a few signings, like, I don't, I don't see them turning their team around. Like, they just, they just don't look up to the Premier League level. But I do want to give a shout out because Mount scored, Mount scored a hat trick, obviously. So I'm hype about that. But I don't think it was like a proper hat trick. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't. Yeah, he got a penalty. The first one was the first one was wild. The, the yeah, the first one was yeah. sick. Yeah, the first like, the yeah. first goal is disgusting. <laughs> the first goal is disgusting. The distance and the accuracy, like yep. I mean, I first goal is disgusting. The second one's a penalty that he got a second chance on and almost got saved on the second one too. And the third one was just uh Loftus Cheek laid it off to him and he kind of got a tap in. But hey, it's a hat trick nonetheless. But I think uh, I think Jorginho, who might get slept on a lot because he's slow. Like I think he bossed this game. Like he was so good. He is so good with the ball. He's so good like getting away from players, even though he's not that quick. He's good at winning the ball back. He actually got the assist to Mount, even though it's like he just kind of found him. You know what I mean? And Mount just did all the work, but. Yeah, Jorginho, Jorginho did his thing, man, and people people sleep on him because he's not an athletic type of player, but he's just he's just smart. He sees the pass ahead. He knows how to take good touches. Like he just he he's silky. He is silky. Like it don't always look pretty, but dude's dude's nice. But yeah, uh we we mixed we mixed up the goals, got goals from a couple of different players, so I'm hype about that, but this is one one of those games where we just we just needed to win. We just needed to cross it off. <laughs> and for me, the key to this game was Hudson Adoy. Um, when the game was close, he looked yeah. like the difference maker. He looked mm-hmm. completely unstoppable, and he was a clear advantage the entire game. Um, in second half, not so much, but the game had already been obviously been you know it was in the balance by then. But yep. Hudson Adoy was, was he was great. And if he can continue that up, he's going to be a problem. Problem we're going to have to solve as a City fan. Um, <laughs> but for me, he was the man of the match. Even though your boy got the hat trick, mm-hmm. um, he was the man of the match. Because when the game was competitive and, and Orbich was, was trying to make it a game, he was the reason why things opened up. And he just looked like he was too much on that left side. Yep, yep. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, I don't, I mean, I love Mount. He's one of my favorite players for sure. But I think it was our play that really led to him getting a hat trick and not so much him individually doing it. Obviously, the first goal, like you got to give him credit for that. But pretty much the other goals, like I think Rudiger won a penalty because of a handball. but yeah, yeah, good, good, good call on Hudson Adoy though, because he had a cross that also led to an own goal. He uh, he doesn't always get to play on that left, and a lot of Chelsea fans think that left side, the left wing, is his best position, and it probably is, as you saw how well he played today. So hopefully he gets that opportunity a little more um, and forces forces the coach into some tough decisions once Timo and Lukaku get back. And Pulisic too. So yeah, there's a lot of players. Is he a left-footed player? No, nah, he's a he's, he's a, a he's a right. That's yeah, why he's I a right. He didn't look too good, yeah. but he but yeah. he was making great. He made great. Yeah, runs, so he's not even he's, that right. 
he he's a right-footed player, but you know some of those players that they play on the opposite side so they can cut inside, like Salah and you know Mares, your oh, boy, yeah. Foden. Oh. Yeah, so so he's I don't know. He seems more threatening because he can like beat you down the line and then cut back on his right. Because he is his his game is a lot about speed, but he's also got a nice long pass on him. He can pick people out and. He can just dribble and beat people. Like he, he's a solid. He's a solid player. He's a solid player. He ain't no superstar, but he's he's good. He's good. You think he'll be a a penciled in starter for the rest of the season, or for at least for the Champions League? Um, absolutely not. I don't. I don't think anyone at this point is penciled in as a starter, except for I would say a healthy Aspi and. Men, a healthy Aspi, Mendy, and probably Lukaku, just because he just provides something different. And Rudiger, yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. But I'm just like, yeah. Oh, yeah when it matters most, what, we, what, where do you think Tom's gonna go? Tom's gonna go with, and and uh, Chilowa, like, I think he's gonna be. But the way the way Chilowa's been playing, yeah, the way the way Chilowa's been playing, like on form right now, he's locked in, but. You know, Alonzo Alonzo can always come back and take his spot back. They they really do go back and forth because Alonzo can have five good games where he looks unstoppable going forward too. But at the moment, at the moment, Chilwell's crazy. He's been he's been insane. <laughs> he's in the Champions League today, Alonzo. We don't got to competition. Oh, say that again. I'm just saying Champions League. Alonzo oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a Champions League competition, but. He looked really good. He's obviously not do you want to bench, but mm-hmm. he was playing. Like, I just feel like he's been balling, bro. He's been balling. <laughs> he he been balling. Coach found a nice role for him. <laughs> so your final takeaways, for Chelsea uh, boys. To me, um, it was just a good match to uh, build some confidence for some players. I don't think Mount scored before that. This season, so it was good for him, or maybe he did in just one goal. I don't remember. I have to go back and check, but I know he was. I'm not gonna say he was struggling for a goal because he's not always about goals, but it was, was good to see time. him. Yeah, yeah, he was struggling for playing time because he yeah. was behind some people and coming back from the Euro. So it's a good game for him to get a goal. I would have loved for Kai to get a goal to help build his confidence back up, but. It's coming. I ain't worried about it. Yeah, um, but he played well in in, in you know in Lukaku space, but exactly, exactly. Like he didn't he didn't score a goal, but he was he wasn't like he wasn't bad. Like sometimes you play all right and you don't score a goal. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, final takeaway for me is I need to stop sleeping on Jorginho and how important he is to our team. Um and. Norwich is going down, but we already knew that, so yeah, we can move on. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go to break and we will come back. All right, bro. All right, so we're going to get to our random topic. 
for this podcast. Cool. This <laughs> week it's gonna be the top five fast food French fries. We're gonna go through our list. We're gonna talk about each one. Um, I'm gonna go through mine first. Um, obviously, my my list is the best is the better list, but we're gonna go through mine first. I don't wanna be biased. The audience, not that. But and obviously, we're gonna go from you know five to one in order. Okay. So, RBs, curly fries is gonna be my number five. Now, Arby's is a trash restaurant, fast food restaurant. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Um, if I wanted, you know, lunch meat, I go to my refrigerator and make a sandwich. So it's not a, it's not something I try often or anything like that. I don't want people to think I'm a fan of Arby's because I'm not. Um, but their fries, their their curly fries is banging. Um, if you just want fries and waste your time going to a drive-through, then then. Uh, they're your peoples. Uh, number four is KFC. Uh, potato wedges. The potato wedges is great. Now, this is a little controversy because potato wedges, are they french fries? Okay. All potato products, I'm going to be okay with it in this topic. They're, they're banging. They, 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 they fry them nice. I'm, I, I like KFC potato wedges. Number three, Popeye's Cajun fries. They 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 good, especially when you got that chicken like that. The, the chicken on top. like now I'm a vegetarian now, so I don't even have much chicken at all anymore, if any. But Popeyes Cajun fries is banging. Um, they do a great job of those. They cook them well. Um, if you go to a busy store, you're gonna get some old crap, but you know, you just gotta get them when they're not super busy. And then uh, at number two is Checkers, Checkers Season Fries, and, and, and they're popping all the time. They're great. Um, th- these are even in the in the supermarkets. You can go to Walmart, and they got the Checkers Fries. They sell them in, in, in that distribution market, so you know it's popping when. I didn't know that. That's crazy. When they, when they <laughs> sell them in the supermarkets, you know it's popping. Like, like, so, yeah, Checkers Season Fries is banging. But number one, and this shouldn't even be debatable, but we're going to talk about who knows what Dre's, you know, top five is. But McDonald's fries is the best fries. Okay. Fries. All right. All right. Um, nah. <laughs> Especially the, if you get them fresh, it's a perfect. And you know, I worked in the store. Obviously, See, that's you know, the. A little that's bit of bias. The, but if you get the fresh you keep going. McDonald's fries. <laughs> I'm going to let you keep wrong. going. Whatever you think of your own. But I'm going to let you keep going. McDonald's but, right. fries <laughs> with the salt on them fresh. I'll be out the, out the grill. And I'm not talking about the no, no ghetto store where they just got the crap, you know, just sitting there and you got some salt and crap. Fresh McDonald's fries is the best fries you can get anywhere. <sighs> Period. All right. So, okay. All right, all right. So listen, listen. So I only, so I only really got four, and I got like a kind of like it's not an honorable mention, but I just had to throw something else in there because I really couldn't pick five, and I didn't think five deserved to be in my list. But um, for number five, I'm gonna go with McDonald's, and I'm gonna go ahead and explain it because hey, because listen, listen, listen. On 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 their day, on their day. McDonald's has some really good fries, but I I can't mark them number one 
because of consistency. Because you can go to McDonald's Monday. You can go to McDonald's Monday. We talk about these trash. We talk about consistency based off of the trash restaurants. I'm talking about the best fries, period. You've tasted fast food. The the, the fifth? Nah, see, you should have brought this up before because I'm marking McDonald's down because of consistency. Oh, you because you blaming the hood and you, for bad and you No, you mentioned this. You mentioned this when you was talking about it. You're like, I'm talking about like fresh out of the out of the uh, yeah, fryer and you throw some fries on them exactly exactly so you're so you're so you're biased so you know so you but you there's no non-fresh but all right but you but you know that you have gone to a mcdonald's drive-thru before and you got some fries and they were trash exactly so you notice so all right i'm gonna keep going through the list i'm gonna keep going through those so so number four, I have Chick Fil A. Number all right, so all right, so let me just start, like go ahead. I, I I respect your list and all that. No, you don't, because you stopping me. A little bit. I respect it a little bit, but Chick Fil A. Let me. This is what reason why I have this with Chick Fil A. Okay. It's too much potato. It's, it's too, much. too much potato. Now, if they <laughs> you gotta add, you gotta ask for extra salt with, with Chick Fil A fries. You can't just have the Chick Fil A fries with no salt. You gotta ask for extra salt. I don't ask for extra salt. Oh, I have just the way they are. They're great. You just like so you like an extra potato type of dude. All right. <laughs> extra potato type of dude. It's just, it's just too much potato. I need I need more flavoring. But I feel you. They're, they're good fries. They didn't make my top. All right. Right, All right. So so for number three, I have Zaxby's, and this is mainly because of the seasoning on the fries. Because they're the seasoning on the fries is just they're just great. Like they got good chicken. They obviously got like good dipping sauce and everything. Like they got a solid fry. Like solid they make fry. my top five. What? Solid. This solid fry. I give you that. Solid. I mean, you can't. Okay. Can't argue with no. that. I ain't trying here. We're, we're all talking about pre-dipping, but. I oh no! Sure. I was. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't even talking about. I'm not talking about dipping the fries. I was just yeah. saying, like in general, like the restaurant got dipping yeah. sauce and everything. Yeah. But yeah, those those fries are good. So I gave those three. Um, and number two, I have uh, Culver's. I don't know if it's the texture or what exactly it is, but those are great. But those are actually really good. Like I feel like Culver's fries with Zaxby seasoning would be the number one fry out there. I really do, cause I, I something about the texture of Culver's fries. Like those are those are some good fries, bro. Those are some good fries. <laughs> All right, and so because I only had four, I just had to mention. Uh, that's your number I noticed one. Culver's. I guess technically that's my number one. Um. Okay. But I had to mention Sonic Tots on my list because if you're not in the mood for fries and you want to get tater tots, you got to get Sonic Tots because those are elite. Those are elite, and I don't I don't know if anything matches those. So if I have to have a top five, Sonic Tots goes in my top five for fries, even though those ain't even really fries. Tots <laughs> like potato wedges. I don't know if they're really fries, but you know me and you both. But they they make fries. my list. They yeah, make my list. Yeah, I would say that because we both had an illegitimate fry on our list. Now, like, now, like but now. I will I will go back and say that. McDonald's fries, if they're fresh, they could be two or three, but they're so inconsistent <laughs> that I can't put them. I can't put them that high. I can't put them that high. 
Yo, during my Lakeland days, yo, like Florida Southern days, bro, when yep. I was living in the suburban environment, yep. joints was on point. Because we, I worked at a corporate store. The, the bad fries <laughs> got thrown in the trash. They were the so thing. You, they were the thing. So I'm telling you, fresh McDonald's fries ain't nothing on top of that. Like, hey, they, well, they're the best, bro. They're the if, best. If McDonald's had like the quality of what Chick Fil A had, then they would their their fries would be their one because they because so they, they wouldn't they wouldn't sell for less. Who they apply, yeah, if they have, that's yeah. what it is. Standard, yeah. If, they, if McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they pay. They pay. McDonald's fries with standards (laughs) would be number one. They would be number one. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I can't even argue that. But they got no standards. (laughs) And I and I gotta say this because we took we took five guys off the list because they're not drive through. Yeah, you mentioned that. You mentioned that. You mentioned Um, that. Five guys fries are the best fries if you put in the um the the I mean just just amazing fries, but they take so long. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you do get a lot of fries, man. Are, I eat myself sick off of those fries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so they're, they're great fries, but it's, you got to wait an hour to get them, so they're not fast food. <laughs> so we, we take them off the list, but they're great fries. People want to wonder why we didn't you know, include five guys. That's it. But you know, it was a great debate. Um, but you know, McDonald's on top, in my opinion. But I, I can, I can understand your standpoint. They're not consistent, man. You've been consistent long. You just don't understand. They're not consistent, bro. Don't understand struggle. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our next game, bro. Okay, cool. West Ham versus Tottenham. Initial thoughts. Uh, Sosa's out. Sosa's out. Just to give. Just say Sosa's what? Sosa's out. Sosa's out at right, right back. Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, what's it? Oh, Suchek or whatever his name is, right? Not Suchek, but so Sufal, Sufal or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's out. I actually like the other right back they have though. Like he's not as good going forward, but I think he's he's an athlete, like you always say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he's decent. I think his last name Johnson or something like that. He's decent. So, I mean, to me, like this year Tottenham has been the most inconsistent team, I think. Because I remember early in the year, I saw them play a game, and I was like, oh, yeah, this Tottenham looks nice. But I feel like since Harry Kane came back, they've just been super inconsistent. So me heading into this game, I'm like, I think I got West Ham. Like, if I'm if I'm betting on it, I got West Ham. Because they at least show me a style of play and intensity that they always play at. But Tottenham... You don't know what you're going to get. You really don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if they're going to show up this game. And I'm anxious to see if Son is uh, healthy or not because he does, doesn't look the same. Like when he gets the ball on a break, you're used to him just gliding past defenders, but he doesn't look he doesn't look himself out there. I don't know if he's like just unhappy with the team or what. I'm a fan of his, and Harry Kane really did mess with the chemistry in this game Agreed. or in, in the season. <clears throat> so they've been trying to – get things together. Um, but my biggest topic on this one is actually a little bit of random and I'm going to get on my soapbox about this, but go for it. there was a whole time in this game where both teams felt like if the ball was in the air, we're just going to head it with no, 
we're not going to decide where it's going to go. We're just going to get possession. <laughs> just on it. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. this kind, of, and I see this a lot in the Premier League where teams just want to head the ball, just to head the ball, just because presume like we're going to run a volley, like we're doing table tennis. Like, yeah. if yeah. if if you don't have, if, if you're not going to head with a purpose, why are you heading the ball? Let the ball hit the ground and keep possession and try to make something happen. What is up with this obsession? And maybe you can explain to me more because you know, I'm only four or five years in, like literally studying and watching most of the games the way you've been watching the games for a couple much years longer. What is this obsession with if they head it, then I have to head it too? I don't understand it. Does yeah. It make any sense my, my only thing I think with that is it only makes sense to me if it's a dangerous ball like coming into your box. Like if it's not a dangerous ball, and you're not under pressure, then yeah, you should be trying to control it so you can do something with it. Like obviously the Premier League's fast, so if you feel pressured, then yeah, you just head it clear. But you don't often see, and this is you like being like a Man City fan, you don't often see your team just head the ball to clear it. You know what I mean? Unless they're under like a whole lot of pressure and they just don't want to make a mistake. Like obviously they try to keep possession as much as possible. But not all teams have that strategy. And um, it's weird with these two teams because both of these two teams have capable players going forward. So you would want to keep the ball as much as possible. But I could see like a team like Burnley or Brentford or something like that that just kind of heads the ball into an area because they hope to just pick up the ball and stuff like that. Like they don't they don't want to try to play – out the back, like they just want to get the ball up the field as soon as they can. But yeah, it, it's frustrating watching the watching the tennis almost going on, heading the ball where it doesn't seem necessary. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it, and maybe I, I just gotta watch the game more, see why there's a reason for it. Maybe to advance the ball. I, I, I get on soapbox all the time about how goalies just take long balls for no reason, just give the ball with no. No clear chance of it staying in possession. You just can keep the ball in the area and hope that your team keeps the ball. I just don't understand why teams don't value the ball more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some sometimes they sometimes it's just uh, a way of like relieving pressure. I would say because you see a lot of uh, strikers that are run towards the goalie when they have to kick the ball out um, because they know they can't pick it up, and in that case, like it's. If you can't pick out a pass, like, because not every goalkeeper is Ederson, like, y'all blessed to have Ederson. If you can't pick out a pass under pressure, then the best thing to do is clear it so that the other team doesn't have an opportunity to score. Yep. So <laughs> the best chance is created at the 34-minute 30, mark. Um, Suchek is a header is off. It's just, just slightly off, but it's a great mm-hmm. chance created. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few minutes later, um, <laughs> Ndombele was was acting like he got he got shot in the leg. He was hurt, and then Sounds. five minutes later, he's back on the pitch, just running around like nothing happened. I mean, it's yeah, like, that man's invincible. Yeah. How how you go from getting shot to just <laughs> yeah, it's just um. And then there's a nice header by Harry Kane around the 43 minute mark, uh, saved by Fab Fabianski. Yeah. Um, um, Harry Kane, look, he look at he's he's starting to get into shape, in the form I should say. Um, he's he's still not there yet, but you know, Fabianski made a great save there. He, it was a great header. He over, just just 
like talking about just like jumping on somebody's back and just like I'll just jump higher than you are. Then Hurricane show why he he would be useful as a city player. Um, if we could get someone like that, but um, that was that I like to see the movement there, and it, it was a nice setup with a set piece there. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely, and I think um, I think it was a cross from Regulon. I think he switched it on his right foot too, so I was impressed. That Regulon got the ball into the box and gave Kane an opportunity. But yeah, that's that's a good chance. That was some of Tottenham's better better play for the game. And Fabianski came up with a huge save. I think we get like into a rhythm of uh, saying like that somebody should have scored a lot. But sometimes, man, we just got to give credit to the keepers, man. They just make a good save. Like you can't always put it right into the corner. And sometimes even when you do, the goalkeeper still get there, man. It's just, it's a good save. Good play all around. Yep. Good play all around. <laughs> so one of the one of my biggest takes from this weekend, actually, and I don't mean you didn't probably didn't see the same way, but Romero, there's a play where he just takes some dude out and he's on the ground. And to me, it looked like he spat on him. Yeah, just, I don't just book for it. I don't now, I don't think I don't he know actually if he yelled at him. At him. I think it he looked yelled like at he him. spat on him though. To yeah, me, it looked disgusting. like he spat on him. Yeah. It looked like he literally spat on that dude. Yeah, he was that so pissed been... off. I didn't understand why he was so mad because the game was still zero zero at that point. Yeah, he he just thinks he he just thinks he went down easy and it wasn't a foul, so he was upset about it. But yeah, if he spit on dude, like you you need to be suspended, you know, like easy as that. It need to be a red card and you need to be sitting out for a few games. <laughs> it was a clear Simple target. That. Obviously, should have. I mean, he still got a card, but it yeah. looked it looked it looked bad weird the way he just. Jolted his head like that. It looked like he he was trying to spit on him. It was. Yep, yep. I think I think later on, and we can talk about this later on. But I think somebody else deserved a red card this weekend. But we're gonna get to that. That's in another game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will get to that. So, um, another note that I made was Antonio is a lot like Lukaku, and I don't want to crush Lukaku at all because obviously he didn't play or whatever. Yeah. But Antonio made a lot of bad passes. Like he is not a. Now, he's a great finisher. I don't want to take nothing away from him. But as mm-hmm. a passer, he is a very inaccurate, inconsistent passer. He's got to improve. He's got to improve. And I don't think you can improve at this. By the time you're that age, I don't think you improved. You don't get better. Maybe you get better with decision-making. But he's a complete yeah. player at that point. He's a you know, finished player. I don't see him really getting better. I feel you. That. But he made a lot of bad passes, interactive passes. I feel you. Blue opportunities because he's really yeah. just a finisher. And that's it. He is. He is. He is a finisher. It was funny watching him and Romero go to battle. Though. Like that was actually a really good bat- matchup. This game, uh, you could see Antonio like bullied him like once or twice, just completely threw him out of the way. Yeah. And like created a couple opportunities, but um, Romero also like got the ball off him a couple times too. So they had a good little matchup. But yeah, I, it's interesting because. I think Antonio started off as a winger, so you would think he would be a better passer, but wingers come in all shapes and sizes these days. Some of them are just really quick and can't pass to save their life. Some of them can shoot real well, and but yeah, he he's just he's, he's turned a into striker. a striker, and he's just he's a two he's a true striker, and that's yeah. that's it. Like he he's gonna get on the end of stuff. And I mean that's what he did this game. He won him the game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at the seventy-two minute mark, he, you know, it was a nice set piece. 
and nice flick. Um, uh, Harry does a terrible job on defense. It doesn't even move. Just sit there and watches him kick the ball in the goal. I don't even understand yep. why Harry's even yep. in that position. Yep. If he if he's a striker and he doesn't want to play defense like yep. the boy does does for us, if he doesn't like want to participate on that end, then it, don't be there. It's just like basketball, bro. It's like you got to be between your man and the ball. Like you can't let him beat you to the ball there. I mean, I do want to kind of cut him slack because I feel like. I don't know. Did somebody flick the ball on that corner? I couldn't remember. Like it looked like it just went over everyone's heads. So Antonio, they, I mean, they I all jumped Antonio, early. Yeah, they jumped early. Yeah. So I want to give early. Antonio credit just for being ready to, because that's just a striker instinct, man. That's just like a King's goal in King's first goal. Like he was literally just reactive and he was ready to score and he scored. And Kane was not ready. To defend, it's almost just I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Don't put yeah, him in that position. Like, then. Yeah, yeah. That, maybe maybe it's the co- maybe it's the wanna... yeah maybe it's the coaching thing, and he's just not ready to defend, and he's just with Antonio because of his size, and maybe they should have put an actual defender on Antonio. Luno, you've seen him in practice. You know that he's not gonna like. Yeah, obviously yeah. he's not showing the effort. He's yeah. already frustrated. He doesn't want to be there. I think Tottenham like. All right, I think Tottenham would have been better off if Harry Kane left this season. I'm just leave it at that. Like, oh, I think I think they would have been playing more collectively as a team. Their best football this year was without Harry Kane, yep. and that's something that Daniel Levy, I think, who their owner is, that always gets talked about. That's something he's going to look back and say, "Well, dang it, I should have sold him before, and now you're going to have to sell him at a discount because people are going to be like, all right, well, he's not in form now.'" <laughs> he was informed before you could have sold him for as much money as you could get. But now it's like, yeah, nah, we only got, we only got 80 million for you now. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. This dude had this dude, this dude scored like what? One goal. Yeah. We don't, he ain't and even like, informed. <laughs> if a player is unhappy, just get rid of him. Like just, this, I don't understand it. Keep him, it doesn't, but I understand. It doesn't the make wise. any sense. He's talented. He's super talented. I understand. The thought process is just keeping it there. Maybe you can change his mind because that's happened in other leagues where players yeah, change their mind and they and they end up winning and shit. Like even with Aaron Rodgers this year, he's playing amazing with the Packers. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's playing out of his mind. They can win the Super Bowl this season. So I understand the thought process. We're not going to yeah. give up great players. We're not going to give up a you know a gem for nothing. And it's not even like there was a trade on the table. Yeah, soccer usually dudes just get bought out. Yeah. Know? That we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about that in the future about how the way the soccer players get moved because I just think that's yeah crazy. yeah that great players odd, get man. moved you get bought out instead of getting traded but yeah it's a whole different topic for another day um, <laughs> but I understand it messed up the chemistry and it showed on that play you lost that game because Harry Kane just didn't care about that end of the pitch and why yeah agreed yeah agreed agreed to me they. To me, as a Tottenham fan, like I would be so disappointed in Harry Kane, man, because he gave up that goal. Obviously, he had a chance to score on the header. Like he just doesn't look like the same player. And if we're gonna get a a half effort, half hearted effort Kane this season, then we should have just let Kane go, and we should have brought in some players that wanted to play. Like the way that Sun played without Harry Kane in the first couple games was amazing. Like dude was unstoppable. And now it might not even be a health thing. It might just be him, like, just not vibing with the team right now with Harry Kane in it, even though he played so well with Harry Kane last season. Like, it just, 
I don't know. Their their team chemistry is all messed up, and it sucks because I like Nuno as a manager, but he's going to take the hit for it because the, the managers always do. <laughs> as they should. So at the end of the day, it's on them to, to make sure things are right and yep. in, in, in shape. And they are not right at the moment. <laughs> all right. So now we're going to talk about my people's Brighton versus City. This was supposed to be one of the game, the games of the weekend. We'll get into the real game of the weekend later on. But <laughs> um, the weather is great this game. Um, Gundogan is in for De Bruyne. No surprise there. I talked about how De Bruyne had – he didn't look right on the pitch last week. Uh, like he was favoring his ankle. Um, it's going to be a problem for us all season. We're going to have to rest him for multiple games. He's just got to get right so we can win the Champions League this year. Um, Duffy is on the bench for Brighton. Um, got to point that out. Uh, at the 10-minute mark, there's a crazy save at the beginning. Uh, Jesus, uh, I, usually it's always happened to Jesus. His, his crap gets, you know, he doesn't finish. But this was one of those just amazing defensive plays um, by the defender of Brighton there uh, just to kick it out of the goal. Um, just amazing at the last minute. One of the best defensive plays you'll see by a defensive player to save the yeah. game. Yeah, I, I remember it now that you mentioned it. And I was like, yeah, that that was elite. That's elite defending because it's one thing to try to get into that position. But the way he cleared the ball, like that was that was dope. That was dope. Not that it mattered. Not that it mattered at the end of the game, but yeah, yeah that was yeah. dope. <laughs> Put that on your highlight reel for sure. <laughs> so then uh, the goalie messes up. Um, Sanchez messes up. Um, he pulled a Pickford. We he get a couple. A yeah, 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 yeah. He pulled a Pickford, and um, the uh, Jesus goes for a header on the ball. The ball's in the air. The, the goalie's supposed to catch that ball, and honestly, he's supposed to punch that ball. Because if someone's yeah. in front of you, there's no either, reason to catch it. Just punch yeah. the ball out of the way. There's no reason. Either, either punch it or catch it and run over the player that's attacking the ball. Because they're not going to call a foul against you because you're going for the ball. Like, you got to – one or the other. What he did, nah. No, nah. Then, <laughs> ricochet, Silva, who's been in excellent form, makes a you know, great reactionary play. Bicycle mm-hmm. kick pass. To Gundigan and Gundigan gets a simple tap in for our first goal at the 13 minute mark. Um, okay. Silver's just playing excellent. Okay. Um, Silver also makes a brilliant pass to Grealish on the left side. Um, great patience just to wait on that. Um, just one of those De Bruyne type of like he could have made that pass earlier, but he just waited at the right moment, made that pass, and then Grealish makes a great pass to Foden. Foden, I don't even think Foden hit this ball. They called it a, a straight-up goal for Foden. I think the defender kicked that ball because the way that ball popped up in the air, I don't think Foden hit that ball. Uh, it doesn't make any sense that Foden would – like he wouldn't just keep on the ground. But Yeah, I um, thought it was an OG too. But, yeah, um, I did. Yeah, but, Foden yeah, will take I, it. I'm not going to like – I'll take it. I'll, Foden I'll will take Foden. it, bro. Yeah. He ain't worried about it. Yeah, so Foden, you know, he, he'll take that goal. Great play by Silva. Silva's playing excellent. Uh, Grealish gets off another great shot. Um, it's blocked by the goalie. Um, and um, but um, Jesus also you know gets the ricochet, kicks it, and then it just deflects off Foden for Foden's second goal. Um, 
He's getting lucky Jesus. out here. This is, all, this is all Jesus for the for just being being there and reacting. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great play. We go up 2-0 there. Um, a quick note, Cancelo and Laporte really worried me on the left side. They're really making a lot of mistakes. Cancelo mm-hmm. is a great offensive player, but he just takes – to me, he makes too, too many risks, too, too many chances, I should say, that the lead to risk where we're just beat on the counter. And and then at, at times it's just an effort issue for him defensively, but he's a great player. I don't want to hurt like like I don't want to say we don't want him there, but uh, he makes he makes a lot of mistakes. I like Kyle Walker because um, Kyle Walker can play either side. That's a great thing about him, and he's super fast. I'd rather have Zachenko when he comes back fully healthy or somebody like that um, to be switched in and out. Yeah, I think uh, I think the reason Cancelo struggles so much to get into the team is because of the other end, for sure, for sure. I mean, he gets away with it when y'all are playing against Brighton and y'all are up a couple goals and stuff like that. But obviously, watching the Liverpool game, like you're not gonna get away with it against them. You know what I mean? So big time, big time games. Like he's he's a target man. Like he's gonna he's gonna be one that you go target. Like if you got. Trey Young out there, you know, you're going to try to post him up because you don't think he can defend, you know? And he's a, he's a great player offensively. Uh, it's hard yep. to take him off the pitch. Um, he yeah. plays really well with Rodri. Him and Rodri got some good chemistry, and mm-hmm. he can he can find some long balls. He's also a decent finisher. So yeah. I, I understand the obsession there, but it's just like we don't need – It's just, it's just it's a luxury that we don't need. But he's such a great at what he does that I can understand why Pep doesn't want to just take him off the pitch. Um, but we would, we like would, I feel more comfortable with Zinchenko and with um with with uh Kyle Walker. That- yeah, well, like I said before, Chelsea will take him. Like we play, no, happen, we play with three, we play with three center backs anyway. He can play on whatever side Rudiger's on. Rudiger can take care of all the defending, and he could just go forward and play some passes. Simple as that. Your dog's good, bro. Yeah, bro. Somebody probably came to the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lost their mind. They lost their mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, folding. Um, this was a topic we talked about a little bit. Folding at the false nine position. I didn't think he could really, you know, that wasn't a good use for his skill set. But in this game, he looked excellent. Um, especially with the false nine position, you can fall back in, into more of a, a mid mid center position and make a lot of passes i didn't really you know really think about that when i was thinking about the full-time position because for mm-hmm. me when you're in that full-time position i need you to finish because i've been watching sterling and jesus mess it up so many times and i just <laughs> like like i just need you to be there to, to make the crosses but that's not obviously it's not a, a good use for folding skill set and i was wrong about this one did pep pep was right about folding can play that position maybe he's the answer Maybe he has to be the answer because uh, Ferran Torres is out. But and we got to play Grealish, and Grealish like, apparently can only play on the left side. So uh, that's it. <laughs> um, we can't pay a man hundred million, you know, pounds and then not play him on the left side. So I guess the only answer is to put Grealish on the left side and put Foden in the middle. And I, I guess we just got to roll with that and then figure out what we got to do with Mars and and uh, Jesus. And but Jesus has been great. I got to say he was great this game. Just making crosses. He's a great athlete. 
he made a great a couple great plays uh, with with the, with the ball at his feet. Um, he's out. He's a good dribbler. I can't take that away from him. He's a Brazilian player. They're good athletes. They can dribble the ball. Um, but he's just a very disappointing finisher, in my opinion. He's just not accurate. Um, not even at a acceptable rate for a Premier League starting player um, that wants to make him. But um, good game for him. Um, Edison, another great game for Edison. Uh, just, just making things happen. He actually blocked the only goal they scored. He actually blocked it on the penalty, but they, they got the volley and they got the finish. Um, Edison's amazing. I love him. Um, best, best goalie when it comes to passing in the game right now. Um, this was a was a true true beatdown for us. Uh, KDB came in the in in, in the in at the end, and uh, that was just really just a fitness thing for us. Uh, Pep likes to do this for players that are um, maybe struggling with injuries or whatever. Um, I understood it, um, and KDB looked good. He actually created the most chances with the t- ten minutes he ten fifteen minutes he played. I think he came in the seventy seven minute mark. Um, he created the most chances, like four or five chances, and he was only in the game for like. 13, 14 minutes. So he looked great. Yep. I was happy with that. Yep. So uh, you you think um, this Gundawan for KDB thing was just this game, or you think KDB yeah, this might is... be fighting for a spot? No, not at all. Gunny <laughs> Gun was great, uh, and mm-hmm. and he's but the way Silva's playing, he's he lost his spot uh, at, at this point. He don't have because he can't play the, the defensive midfield spot. So. Mm-hmm. Unless he starts playing better than Silva, it's gonna be it's KDB spot. But elite, but because of KDB's injury, Gunnigan's gonna be a dude that comes in all the time. Because we're trying to, we're not. It's not about the Premier League for us. It's about winning the Champions League. And De Bruyne is really hurt. It's not a joke. He's he's really suffering from that injury. He looks slow. He looks he looks Andre Miller slow out there. He doesn't look like himself. <laughs> He he needs rest, and we're gonna have to rest him. And Gunnigan's been playing well, and there's no reason for us to not use that, use our depth when we need to use our depth. Because Chelsea's Chelsea and Liverpool are not going anywhere, and they are a legit threat. And De Bruyne don't want to play defense anyway, so he don't have to play every game then. If he don't want to play both ends of the floor, and if he don't want to be healthy, obviously <laughs> it's not his choice to be healthy or not. But Gunnigan's nah, good. But Gunnigan's good. He's a good. He played great last season, but he lost his spot to Silva. Silva's been Silva this year has been our best player, um, and that's probably shocking to like most City fans the way, the way he's been playing last year and a half. But this season, he's been our best. He's been the best midfielder, one of the best midfielders in the world, mm-hmm. um, on the ball. Um, playing defense, getting back on defense, keeping press because we know Pep loves the press. He's always running after the ball, pressing the t- the the, you know, the offense, you know, making them pass the ball around. He's like him and Foden have been great. That's another thing I've been loving about this team. We're, we're pressing them and we're not letting them rest when they have the ball. Um, the reason why they look better than us in the second half is because we were resting the lead and Pep talked about this after the game. The only reason why they look better than us is because we didn't play with the ball. And we stresses that the most. All Pep cares about is playing with the ball. And I understand it because we're not a good team. We're not like a Liverpool. We can't play without the ball. We're not a counter team. We can mm-hmm. counter people, but we're not a counter team. We don't have a, a special athlete in the midfield position that can just take take advantage of 
that and just or somebody on the on the wing that besides Foden that we can just rely on that consistently. We don't have that solid type of dude. We we have to focus on having the ball, making opportunities happen, creating chances, and then we have a great defense, but the defense can make mistakes because you know people because we have defensive players that are besides Diaz that are offensive minded like Zinchenko and uh, uh, Laporte who's a good player but he thinks he's just a great offensive player for whatever reason but <laughs> there's just certain players on our team that just we're, we're, we're offensive minded but we have a great defense with Diaz solidifying it with Edison but th- this team will be fine just as long as we have the ball the downfall will be if we don't have the ball and the second half the Brighton really outplayed us so the second half but that's, that's only because we didn't have the ball and we were just playing, um, you know, keep away and just, like, like just, just don't give him up a goal. But mm-hmm. that was it. My takeaway is we look great, man. Uh, all I'm worried about for me is we got to do something with Cancelo and Tachenko. I don't I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I love Cancelo's offense, but I'd rather have just have a solid defense and just let KDB get healthy over the season. Um, let um, Gundogan play a couple games and – for De Bruyne, give him some rest so that we're ready for the Champions League because that's what we're trying to really win. Um, obviously, we want to win both leagues, but um, just just give some rest. And um, Silva, if Silva keeps this up, then we're straight because th- that was the piece that was missing last year. Like Silva was on and off. It was he's hot. Pep would get mad and he throw him off, or Mares was hot and then throw him off, or or our midfielder wouldn't couldn't finish. But this year, if Foden can solidify that false nine position, then we we can stay in shape and we'll be we'll be good this year. Uh, uh, we'll we'll be straight to win the Champions League or be competitive. Yep, yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree with everything you said. Um, except that y'all got to start Sterling, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Sterling, go. Go ahead, go to Barcelona. Go ahead, do your thing, bro. It's uh, yeah. we don't need you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You know, all right. Anyway, we're gonna go to break. If you, if you ain't got nothing else, man of the match again. I'm just gonna keep on my same trajectory with Silva, man. Silva, he's just the best player on our team right now. So I'm gonna make I'm just gonna make him the man of the match just because he was the best player. He's gonna be consistent. It's not about scoring goals. It's about creating opportunities. He had the great assist that led to the assist um, with Grealish. So I, I, I'll give it to Silva. So uh, Foden, obviously Foden played great, but a lot of Foden's crap was um, was just being in the right position. Um, he also made an assist at the end, so he had two goals and an assist. So I can understand why people think he would be the man in the match for me, but he wasn't the reason why things happened in that game. It was because Silva was, was, was making the gap in the middle. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. When I watched back the highlights, I think one or two goals came from Brighton, just really just making mistakes out of the back. And this is kind of going back to your uh, whole head in the ball or clearing the ball and stuff like that. I think Brighton should have probably done that a little more. I think they're a more physical team. I think, in certain positions, I would say they're a little more physical. So I think they should have just tried to play the ball a little longer out of the back and probably would have had a little less mistakes. But they've been playing so well, like playing out of the back against other teams that 
obviously it's hard to switch it just because you're playing against Man City, but yeah, y'all, y'all made, but y'all made them, but y'all made them pay. Y'all made them pay. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. My man of the match is probably just Ederson because I'm just a huge Ederson fan and a huge Cancelo fan. Ederson because he's just so good with the ball, but he actually had to come through and make a couple saves today, especially in the second half because Brighton actually played okay in the second half. So Ederson had to keep them out a little bit. He had to actually play goalie for once. But <laughs> instead yeah, we of instead we don't of just like, a lot of shots on target. I mean, I've yeah, been, I've you you don't, because you, you keep the ball, defense. man. You keep, you keep the defense, ball. But, you know, yeah. <clears throat> but there have been too many mistakes, in my opinion, for, for players I know that are better. That I just like, I just expect us to not give up those chances. And we just gave chances. And Brighton looked way better than us in the second half. I'm still, that was disappointing to watch, even though yeah. we won easily. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, we're going to go to break, and we'll come right back. bro all right bro all right so let's get to our next match now this is uh supposed to be the game of the weekend (laughs) man united versus liverpool your initial thoughts um i think my initial thoughts going into this one were that Man United got a chance to give Liverpool a game for sure. Seventh versus, uh, seventh versus third. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep, yep. So my initial thoughts were this was matchup of the weekend and both teams, I wouldn't say they're both in great form, but, you know, just looking at the players they have, I'm like, this should this should be a good game. This is going to be a good game to watch. This one's going to be fun. Like if you can only watch one game this weekend, I would have told you to watch this one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So my initial thoughts: um, Verane is out. We talked about this a little bit before the game. Um, yep. Is you know, Man United going to make an adjustment because their defense been trash um, <laughs> all season? Um, bottom in bottom in the league. Um, are they gonna make a make a change with uh, Shaw and Maguire uh, and with Fred back there? But it, they, nothing nothing changed as expected. Varane's out. They didn't really have a whole lot of options there. Um, Matiel is out as well. Um, it was good to see Fernandez out there because he, he was a questionable game time decision. Um, yep. Rashford was out there. Um, yep, Rashford's back. Yep. Um, um, Pogba was on the bench. That was interesting. But, why uh, don't um, get it? But yeah, okay, you can go into that more. But yeah, that that's that's uh, what stand out to me at the beginning. Of the all right, yeah, I guess that should have been my initial thoughts. Is like, I mean, this is a this is a big game. To me, in big games, like you find a place for all your best players. So like, if Ronaldo's healthy, you're not sitting Ronaldo versus Liverpool. And to me, like Pogba's Pogba's a very like, I think polarizing figure 
in United, I think. A lot of people like him, and then a lot of people hate him. But no one can argue that he's not one not of the most day. talented players. Yeah, nobody can argue that he's not one of the most talented players you have. So it's almost like you just kind of find a place for him. But, yeah, I don't know. I got so many issues with the way United's team is set up in general. I don't think Ronaldo was the right signing for them, even though he's arguably one of the best players in the world. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk? You want to get on that now or no? We, I mean, let's, we can get on that now, actually, because for me, All right. United. Okay, so United needed a finisher. Okay, they needed they needed that player. Um, now they already have dudes that can finish. It's not like they were like City, but they needed a special type of player to make the difference for the, the lack of being able to defend. So you have to, if you're going to be an offensive team, be an offensive team. You know, it, you know, so if you can't sign a great defensive player, like the way we did with, um, uh, I think it was Diaz a couple of years ago, if you, if you can't just sign one of those great players, then you, you have to address it somewhere else offensively. Or defensively, so you got If you know, it's 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 part of the game. You have to do it if if you can get that player. And Ronaldo's he's he started out this season scoring every damn game. I I, I don't see the, the you know the explanation is why they didn't need him. They needed him. Um, and even if you got to overpay him, and it was and with soccer, there, this is not like other sports where there's a salary cap, where like. You know, you got to worry about overplaying dudes so that you can't pay somebody else. No, there's no real salary cap. There's no overbearing you know, institution where that, that caps how much you can pay for your team. So it's just how much the billionaire wants to pay for the money. It's not your money. So as a fan, you pay whatever you got, you got to pay to get the player. Just same way we did with Grealish. Like, doesn't matter. Just get that dude and you figure out the rest, your finances later because you're a billionaire. You can, like, you have the money, you know? Yeah, That's yeah. I get it. I get it having the money and everything. But I mean, I think if you ask a United fan like last year, what was their biggest problem? Like nine out of the 10 fans are going to tell you, well, we really need a central defensive midfielder. So if you go in into a season after last season, you know what your weaknesses were. Like, why are you not working on your weaknesses? Like Fred don't work. Fred don't do it for you. Fred, Fred, don't do it for most people. Like, it, not United fans, and I, I don't think Fred's a terrible player, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not, he's just not that central defensive midfielder. He's not the, he's not a Indeedy. He's not a Rodri. Like, he's just not that type of player. You, we, we talked about this before. Like, Damari Gray bodied him. Damari Gray might go past Rodri, but he's not gonna like body Rodri. And Rodri would have the IQ to just foul him. Fred didn't even have the IQ to foul this man. Like he just let Demari Gray just go by him. And so he's he's not that type of player. And then they got McTominay too. And McTominay's similar. Like he's just not the type of player that's sitting back and trying to intercept balls like he wants to go forward. So basically they don't have good enough defenders to just leave them hanging out to dry. And oh. Liverpool Liverpool exposed them in that in that way so what if i so what if i put this to you what, what is the purpose of having money on the bench in this game and having Firmino starting there in his spot i mean money's been mm-hmm. he's, he's a different type of athlete 
Maybe mm-hmm. if you had him, they'd have to put, put more people on him. He'd have to draw more attention. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll, you could keep the ball more with Bruno and with, with your midfielders. Maybe, maybe you just have your different approaches, just hold the ball more like City does and have Mane out there just with, you know, with the ball making things happen. What is, what is the thought process of time? Oh, you said for United? Yeah, for United. Why, why are they thinking, oh, why are they putting the United don't have, United don't have Mane though. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so for, I'm saying for Firmino's on the bench, like, so Firmino's starting. Why, yeah, Firmino started. So, what is the thought process behind that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you were talking about the false nine yeah, for, last um, game, right? For Liverpool, like, or you were talking about the false nine for y'all. So, Firmino plays that false nine position, and you can actually see this on like the first goal. Um, he drops into the midfield a lot, right? So, the false nine, the thing it does the most i think i think the most effective thing about the false nine is it leaves your center backs to the point where they're really not doing anything so it really tricks them into thinking oh we don't got nothing to to defend basically so we can either stand here or we can move forward where the, the false nine is dropped into the midfield like if you watch back this first goal liverpool's i mean man united center backs are pressed up one is pressed up against Jata, who's like way out on the left, and the other one is like kind of focused around Firmino. So Salah sees that, and Salah just runs in behind them and is wide open and can turn, play a pass to Keita, and that's how they get their first goal. Luke Shaw is basically put in a three-on-one situation because right. Lindelof and Maguire are dumb enough to take the bait and run up on Jata and Firmino because they're just kind of hanging out in the midfield, like. When I watched that back, I was like, that is the worst defending I've ever seen. Like, I don't understand. You know they got fast players. Why are you way up almost at the halfway line trying to defend with your center backs? Like, so, why are y'all even that far up? <laughs> so what is the answer for United here? You think you think it's straight to personnel? Because, yeah. Um, Honestly, yeah. They don't have well, to. I think I think they have to have a style of play in big games. Like, they can get away with half-hearted pressure and stuff like that because they can just beat teams off talent. But Liverpool, you can argue, have more talent or at least equal talent maybe. So you can't get away with not having a game plan. And if you look at Man United and the way they played, like Rashford's not going out and pressing anybody trying to defend. Neither is Mason Greenwood. And Ronaldo, we know, definitely is not trying to press. So basically, if none of y'all are pressing – then Liverpool have all the time they want on the ball to pick out passes um, unless your midfielders are pressing. So the midfield, probably McTominay and Fred out there looking terrible because their forwards aren't helping them press and they're just running around like chickens with their head cuts off, cut off. And so like they're, I don't know what their game plan was this game, but they, they look, they look terrible. I didn't see much from Bruno. I didn't see enough from Ronaldo. But I think it's I think it's just the game plan. So Not the reason and, and the reason the coach is probably getting like to the point where he's about to get fired is because it doesn't look like they got a game plan. Like, what's their plan? <laughs> yeah, Ole. Look, hey, no, this was not his <laughs> his best uh, moment here. Um, Ronaldo had a couple of moments. He actually um, scored a goal that got taken back because of offsides yep. that was questionable. I still don't agree with it, but whatever. They was already getting blown out anyway. Um, 
Um, Ronaldo also had a play that he should have got a red card and got kicked out of the game. I don't know yep. what the heck was going on. And this is what I mentioned earlier. This is what I mentioned earlier. That's disgusting. That was dis- that was disgusting, bro. When I when I saw that live, I'm like, oh, that's a red card. Immediately when I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's a red card. I can't even see up close that he actually kicked the ball. But I'm like, that's a red card. Like, the play's over. The play's you can't over. do that. Yeah, what's the play's, and he just yeah. kicked the ball as hard as he can, like into dude's ribs. Like, that's, that's like, a red. That's a red card. That's like you. It is I, a red my card. Boxing days. That's my boxing yep. days. If it it the the, the bell rings. And I'm just throwing punches and hitting yeah. after the red. Like that's how that's how egregious it was as a a, a penalty. Yep. Like just go, but you can't be here. I don't. I don't understand how that's not a red card. I I just don't get it. It didn't make any sense. Poor, that's terrible refereeing. Like he needs to be gone from the game because then there was a scrap after that, and there yep. should have been. They should have came and defended their player because that was stupid from Ronaldo. <laughs> So um, Salah shines in this game again. again. Oh man, it's, it's getting uh, it's getting old. Tenth, tenth game, tenth game in a row, he scores a goal. Nice. Um, Ricochet uh, finds Keita, and then he um, finds Salah. Uh, just just a great um, backflip on target. Get gets it back, and the rest is history. Um, Salah scores again off Jata. Um, awful defense. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Man, yeah, Sal- I remember Sal- watching that goal, and he's, he was just taking two – they were just taking two players. Like, one player would get the ball and take on two players and then pass it, and, yeah. it It's just – Man United just looked tragic that game. They looked really, really bad. <laughs> and they were facing an informed Salah, and Salah just took advantage. <laughs> and, and back to what I was trying to say, um, mm-hmm. Mane didn't – wasn't starting – he they didn't even play their best dudes because to me for like mm-hmm. Mane is a superior player than Firmino. So they like they just was they they didn't care to like they they felt like they were better than you and then they and they showed <laughs> it. It was kind of like the game with this weekend. Um and you know my family will will understand this. Um the Bengals came in talking all week about the Ravens and how they're gonna beat them and all this crap, and then they backed it up during the game. Right? It was one of those games like hey, we're gonna <laughs> respect you as an opposition, and we're gonna show you. And we're gonna, gonna show you, yeah, you. yeah. And, <laughs> and and it's like one of those Pep games where Pep doesn't play his best players. And I'm not mm-hmm. a big Firmino fan. I don't think he's that great. I think he's washed. But I mean, he's he's had a couple good appearances lately, so I gotta give yeah. you know, um, clop his respect because. Um, it's worked out, but um, they they didn't even play their best guys, uh, in my opinion, all of their best mm-hmm. guys in this game, and they still beat the brakes off of United. And I'm happy as a City fan yeah. that they did. Abs- absolutely dominated. I have to say, yeah. I have to say, Keita just to get a different name out there for Liverpool. He was he was really good, and then Henderson's pass to Salah for that last goal. My goodness, that's one of those passes that you just love to see. He just, uh, I think he did it outside of the boot and just sprayed it out to Salah. I think Salah almost took a bad touch, but Salah ended up finishing. But I think if you give it to anybody other than Salah, just because you're tired of hearing his name, yeah, I think it, I think it's Keita because he 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 had, I don't know, one of Liverpool. The pass to Alexander Arnold. 
I don't know. Maybe it was Jota. Maybe Jota made a pass to Alexander. The one of the Possibly. Uh, Alexander Alda made a beautiful cross. That yeah, yeah. And Jota just knocked it in. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. Alexander Alda is another dude that's just a star. He's like Cancelo. He's just amazing so, at the right back. He's so right. good. His his yeah. vision's crazy. His vision's crazy. <laughs> Great player. Um, mm-hmm. Liverpool's a legit threat. Yeah. They're a problem. I still worry about their defense. United didn't expose it in this game. They look like mm-hmm. trash. So, you know, as a City fan, a biased City fan, I'm not too worried about the way we played them in their own stadium. And I feel like we're, we're, we're still better than them, but they still have the best player in the world right now. So, they're obviously, they're a problem. And they have a lot of talent. So, they're going to be in the race for Premier yep. League. Same same thing every every week for me. Healthy Liverpool can win the league. Yeah. Same thing every week. I don't think they're that great once they go deep because I think once Henderson's not in, well now they they lost Fabinho, but Fabinho's really good if Henderson is out. But I think Keita went down hurt, and I don't know. I guess they got Curtis Jones. I'm talking about they don't have depth, but I can name their players that they got backing up. I guess. I guess once they, if they lose, what scares me is if they lose like a Van Dyke again or a Trent, because they have a couple players or a Salah. Obviously, they have a couple players that are like essential to how they play, and if those players go down, then it's it's tough. When I, on the other hand, like I look at Chelsea and I'm like, okay, if Timo goes down, like we we got Pulisic to back him up. If Lukaku goes down, we got Kai and we got. Timo and stuff like that, but for them, I feel like Sa- I feel like Salah and Trent are the ones. Like yeah. those are the two players for me that kind of carry carry them because Mane's Mane's had some weeks where he's just not been right. not been his best. Right. But Salah Salah comes out and kills it, and Trent comes out and kills it like every week. And you mentioned this a little bit earlier. Um, but I gotta reiterate it. Um, this was similar to the Salah pass to uh, Mane about a week or so ago. Um, that Henderson backflip yep. pass off the side <laughs> of his foot yep. to Salah was man. Yep. Yo, like, yeah, it's elite. Hen- Henderson's got Henderson's got that in his bag too, bro. He's got that in his bag. He's got a crazy cross in his bag. Henderson's nice, and he's a DM like. He's gonna get back and defend for you too. He's he's sick. He's a, no he's extra, a good he's a good underrated player for sure. <laughs> no extra touch with Salah either. Just a finish, like just yep. to be able to do that off. Just finish that one without even touching it. Um, and then obviously the pace on that ball was perfect, where you didn't yep. have to touch it. But um, Bias, I bro. Pat, when I, whenever I see a pass like that, I got to point it out every week. Yep, um, yep. That, De Bruyne, that pass De Bruyne type pass. So the De Bruyne type pass. It was <laughs> gotta have a pat. Gotta have a pass. Pass of the week. Yeah, okay, that came to tight pass, man. That was amazing. That was the pass for me. That was the pass of the weekend. <laughs> just to be able to do that off of your foot in, in stride, too. Just not even like slowing down. Yeah. You know, in stride with the ball, be able to hit that off the side of your foot um, and to curl that ball. Um, usually, like I was mentioning last, you got to do it with the inside of your foot on the other's foot to be able to get that ball to curl. No, but Look. to be able to make that ball to be able to curl on pace and, and accurate. Um, and with insane solid. talent, insane just, just, talent. Yep. 
the worst part the worst part of that was watching harry Maguire like trying to get to that pass like <laughs> embarrassing bro it was so bad i've yeah. never seen him play that bad but that was a that was a that was a poor game from them but yeah we we can move on from that All game right. of the week weekend so <laughs> Uh, obviously, the band and the match is solid. We both agree on that. So, the weekend overview for Premier League. Just your thoughts there. Um, I want to give a shout-out because I know this was kind of a bonus, but I want to give a shout-out to Yuri Tielemans, first off, because um, Leicester played against Brentford today. So, I want to shout-out Yuri Tielemans because he was absolutely amazing, and he's been amazing the last couple games that he's been playing against in – um, he scored a beautiful goal. Um, they had like a free kick and the ball like bounced out to him and he scored an amazing goal. Um, and then Ian Nacho had, a, had some good hold up play and found Tielemans and Tielemans played a through ball to Daka and then Daka assisted Madison. But you could say that goal was pretty much Tielemans yeah. too. Like he, yeah. he, his through ball on that play was beautiful. So he, he's been playing out of his mind. And uh, before, I think this season or maybe two seasons back, people would say Madison's their most valuable player. But to me, it's definitely two. It's like he's he's elite. Um, and they were able to beat Brentford. And the only thing I have to say about Brentford is Brentford feels like they feel like Burnley with a little more flair because they do try to beat teams with headers which isn't the most efficient way to score. And it shows because they get a lot of chances, but don't always finish them. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely good enough to stay up, but uh, Lester, Lester did their thing and were able to get that win. Good, good uh, football clubs, good football clubs. Coach yeah, both well, of them. They have talent. Yeah. Um, not obviously not a threat, but they're definitely good. That was a good game. Nice bonus to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a little bit of the highlights, uh, a little bit of the match while I was watching the other game. Um, that was a good game to watch. Um, one of the better games based off of the other games that were blowouts. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, talented teams um, got some things to figure out, but um, that, that was a, that was a good, good game to watch. So, yep, yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, weekend, weekend overview, I would say – Chelsea didn't really get much competition this week, um, but it was nice to see some different players score some goals. Um, Man United, like <laughs> something's got to something's got to change. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, it's it's one loss in the Premier League. Like you can bounce back from it, but five nil hurts, man. Five to zero hurts, and it wasn't even a close game. You know what I mean? It's not like y'all got unlucky. Like yeah. Y'all gave up five goals, like no doubt about it. Y'all just okay. got killed. United, United. Oh, United. Okay. They just got yeah. killed. Yeah. Okay. Um, and City made, I think City gave Brentford a wake up call. So <laughs> to let them know, like, I mean, y'all been playing all right, but y'all ain't y'all ain't here with us. <laughs> yep. 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 So. Chelsea plays Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what's your prediction for that one? Um, Newcastle going through some changes in the transfer window, I'm sure, because they got a bunch of money, new owners. Yeah, uh, but I don't mean, yeah, but I don't, but that's not that's not relevant right now. So um, I do 
think, sadly, I think they might get a goal, but I think we're going to score like two or three. So I got us scoring three goals because I don't think they're good at the back. Um, and I think Mount is going to carry on his wave of uh, good play. So I got him scoring one. I got a defender scoring one. It really depends on who starts because we really rotate our defenders. And I think Kai's do one in the Premier League, so I think Kai scores two. I'm going to call 3-1 for that one. Who y'all got? <laughs> All right, so we got Crystal Palace. Mm. Um, This one, I think this is a 2-0 game. I think Silva scores. Um, he's been setting everybody up. He deserves a goal. He's been he's our been, been our best player, most consistent. And I think uh, Mare scores off a sub. Actually, I don't think he starts, but I think he comes in and he subs in and he scores in this one. Uh, comfortable game. We control the pace. We control the ball. Um, no real threats. I think this is a comfortable win. Um, this is going to be a pretty dull weekend from our team standpoint. I think we're, our teams are going to dominate. The um the other games are are going to be even more games to to think about. Liverpool plays Brighton, so that would be a good game to to review and, and uh, other games. But yeah, it'll be a comfortable. I don't think it'll be a lot. Of, it'll be a stressful weekend for either one of us uh, this weekend. Yeah, I hope Crystal Palace do their thing this weekend. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a nice comfortable weekend. I'm gonna be chilling. Um, you know, it, I, I might even get some news that I can um, pop up on the next podcast. We'll see. Uh, definitely not going to get into those details, but, um, you know, uh, things are looking up and for, for both our squads and uh, can't complain. Um, life is good. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll get into some random topics next week. Uh, it'll be a little bit more wilder, probably, but you know, it was a nice debate. Yo, it's been a pleasure, bro. Um, always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Um, man of the weekend, you got to say this before you, you log off. Um, at this one, it's just too easy to pick Salah, so I'm just uh, pick Salah again. He's the best player in the world right now. Yeah, we can just call him his flowers. He deserves yeah. it. He's the best player in the world. He's like LeBron James right now. He's the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, period. There's other dudes that's playing well, but he's 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 on top. He's passing great too. He's so on top of. He's he's so like in his bag that he's his passing is elite as well. Yeah, right? and he's not even not even <laughs> known for that, bro. He's known for just putting goals in the back of the net. But yeah. So, so yeah, passing he yeah. He could be playing yeah. midfield right now. So he's a joke. No, he's a yeah. joke. So yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, bro. One. All right, man. One. <laughs>